Welcome back to a new episode of Passion for Technology, the podcast from EPD Electronic. Great to have you with us. Welcome to the Passion for Technology podcast. The future is electric. And 2021 is turning out to be the year where even former critics subscribe to that view. Politicians promote electromobility. They've set their sights on charging infrastructure, renewable energies, and energy storage. It comes as no surprise that demand for highly efficient second-gen semiconductors continues to increase and accelerate. How far has the development of second-gen semiconductors progressed so far? In which application areas do they offer genuine advantages? I'm your host, Mustafa Izik. I'd like to discuss these aspects and more with our interview guests. John Harper is Senior Product Manager, Industrial Power Modules and Discretes at On Semiconductor. Hi, John. Hi there. And Dilder Chaudhary is Director, Strategic Marketing, Power GAN Technology at Nixperia. Hi, Dilder. Hello, Mustafa. 2021 is shaping up to be the year of electromobility. It's also supposed to be the year of second GAN. How do they relate to each other? John, what do you think? Regarding electromobility, SIC is very important for that. SIC is used in a number of areas relating to electromobility. Number one, of course, is the inverters to drive the electric motors in cars. It's not just IGPTs used there, but more and more SIC is being used. Second, there's the charging stations used to charge the batteries. They use SIC, the fast chargers. And then there's the onboard chargers in the cars, which also use SIC. And finally, there's the, and the energy has to come from renewable energy. We can't use coal to power our electric cars. So you need to have solar inverters and wind farms to support that. All of those applications use SIC. Thank you for the SIC perspective, John. And Dilder, I mean, you have GAN in your job title. So what's the GAN perspective on electromobility? Yeah, on the electromobility is a very, very important aspect of power GAN technology development. Within that, starting from the onboard charger, so the charging system that charges the battery, the DC to DC conversion that within the uh, vehicle, and also the traction inverter. So we are working on increasingly higher and higher power applications using our GAN technology. Well, are second GAN ready for prime time? I mean, how extensive is the range or availability of electronic components based on second GAN today? What do you think, Dilder? Compared to SIC and GAN, the GAN is still at the early stage of maturity. So we are beginning to see the adoption. Obviously, SIC is a little bit ahead of GAN at the moment, but both of them are in the early stage of maturity. There are lots of issues at the moment, but more and more as we are approaching, we are bringing new products, qualifying with the very high standard to the JEDEC and also the ACQ101 the more and more they are coming into, that they are definitely beyond the research arena. It's now in the practical adoption level. So you will find there are applications where GAN is currently being used, and you will see more and more products that comes out of the market, and then we'll be able to see more GAN applications. John, Dilder mentioned how SIC is a little ahead in terms of maturity. What does that look like? Yeah, well, SIC is um, well-established technology. SIC diodes have been around for uh, over 10 years now, so well-proven technology. SIC MOSFETs, in the form they are now, have uh, been around a little bit shorter than that, but well-established. 
good qualified technologies, passing AECQ qualifications, passing JEDEC qualifications. So I would say they're mainstream products now, certainly in the 650 volts, 1200 volts and 1700 volt areas. So established technologies. What is new is the uh, application areas which are being found for SIG. So a key advantage of SIG and GAN-based semiconductors is higher energy efficiency. Could you please give us a practical example of the degree to which energy can be saved by using either SIG or GAN? Let's continue with SIG, John. So end customers of SIG applications benefit from the improved efficiency of SIG in different ways. So let's take one example, electric vehicle. From a user standpoint, I'm lucky I have a hybrid car and that has a power meter which goes from 0 to 100. And kind of most of the time, my power is between 0 and 10% when I'm driving. And of course, I'm also recharging that hybrid car as well. So if you look at that, an IGBT type of inverters, which is what I have, would be wasting energy at that low power. This is related to the technical characteristic, the VCE0 of the IGBT. There's always a fixed loss in the IGBT. So that's what I have today. By moving to SICK, I'm going to get a VCEO goes, and also then the SICK MOSFETs conduct well in both directions. So that fixed uh, diode forward drop also goes away. So conclusion for me is when I'm driving in the traffic, and if I'm driving in the middle of ring, right, where you have stop and go traffic, you're going to get better efficiency. This You'll get better range from doing that. So the Mittler Ring is a very, very large inner city, well, let's say almost highway, for those of you who, who have never been to Munich, where I'm located at. Well, Dilder, in terms of gallium nitride, in terms of GAN, what does energy efficiency and energy savings look like in terms of components based on GAN? Basically, if I compare against IGBT, it's a very similar characteristics as the silicon carbide. It's a linear curve. So if you have got a light load, your loss goes down, and if your load goes high, the loss goes up. But the IGBT, at light load, the loss is very high. But from that context, uh, significantly better with the GAN. Your range can be improved. So just to give you an example, if you've got a 100 kilowatt system and moving from a 94% efficiency to 99% efficiency, which is possible using our GAN devices, it means 5 kilowatt of energy you are saving for useful energy, which means that you can significantly increase your range for the same battery just by using power gain devices. Moving on to another aspect, reduced system costs are another reason for the growing market share of SICK and GAN. What type of domains and examples come to mind for cases where SICK and GAN induced cost savings came to bear? How far were system costs reduced in the case of let's say, utilization in photovoltaics, for instance. John? So I'll give an example of that. Let's take a three megawatt solar farm, which is quite normal, right? So let you start off with a number of smaller inverters for that solar farm. That's called decentralized approach. And let's say they use 200 kVA inverters for that. So 200 kVA, three megawatts, you need 15 of these solar inverters. And these solar inverters are pretty standardized size. It takes two people to lift these inverters, so pretty heavy. What SICK will do is, various technical reasons for that, is you can then, instead of having 200 kVA inverters, in the same size, you can get 300 kVA inverters. 
So instead of 15 large inverters, which two guys have to carry, you only need 10 large inverters, which two guys have to carry. So the, and that's brought about by the efficiency of C. The technical reason is that by faster switching frequencies, you can reduce the size and weight of an inductor. But anyway, by having only 10 large inverters instead of 15 inverters, it's clear to everybody that the transport costs are going to be lower. The installation costs are going to be lower than they were the 200 kVA inverter. And these are realistic um, examples which I'm giving. Dilder, what about the GAN perspective? Yeah, from the GAN perspective, same. One of the things is that the GAN is a very, very fast switching device. So it's a very fast response device. What it means, the compact design is quite critical and essential part of the design, which means that you can make the whole system smaller by reducing the magnetics, especially increasing the frequency and your output filters. So what it means, as John said, so your whole solution size is much smaller, especially if you've got a, a residential PV inverter. So you can be in a very small house. You can still put them in because it would be much more compact in size, especially magnetics is the one of the big challenge than the GAN can solve. John, do you have another example, let's say a completely different domain in mind? I mean, we've talked about electromobility. We've talked about photovoltaics. What else is there? So if you look at the three areas, you have system efficiency, cost, and size. So what Dilda just said about solar inverters also applies to electric vehicle drives. We talked about the increased range of the electric vehicle drive, but we didn't talk about the size of the drive. The inductors in electric vehicle drive are the same size when you use IGBTs and SIG, and it doesn't change uh, because of the uh, slow switching frequency. However, the volume is much lower, right? So it's harder to get out the heat, so you need to have a good water-cooled system. You get a, bit, a little bit of lower heat generation because it's sick anyway. But by having a smaller-sized inverter, the car manufacturer doesn't have to worry about kind of bumps in the car or bumps in the back seat to fit things in. Another simple example in a car is the onboard charger. So the onboard charger, right, is uh, people are looking for faster charge times. Faster charge times means a higher power in the same size, though, because the guy designing the car wants uh, you to use the same space for your onboard charger, regardless of whether it's a three and a half kilowatt charger or a seven kilowatt charger. This is where SIC and GAN both come into play here. Faster switching results in lower system size. So I'd say in addition to the system efficiency and cost, we have the overall size is an additional benefit of SIG. Sticking to chargers, moving from, let's say, high energy chargers to much, much smaller ones. Dilder, SIG and GAN component adoption is especially high among smartphone manufacturers. They're using SIG and GAN components within their chargers. Which particular aspect do they benefit from most? In particular, if we are talking about the chargers, it's basically the compactness. So basically, you can increase the frequency. Instead of, say, 500 kilohertz, you can go to 1 megahertz, 2 megahertz, which means that your magnetic side is very small, and you can actually miniaturize your 65, kilowatt, 65 watt and 100 watt kind of uh, small chargers, which means that even your laptop can be charged using GAN solutions with a very small charger sizes which can fit into any small areas. So that's actually a good area. 
The IEEE also recognizes clear advantages for SIC and GAN technology in radiation-hardened electronic systems, such as those used in space and other locations exposed to high levels of radiation. Well, can you share any insights about these with us? Let's start with you, John. Yeah, cosmic radiation is uh, clearly very important in the military and aerospace area, but uh, you'd be surprised to know it's also very important for the industrial and automotive applications area. So all the industrial guys, the automotive guys are also very interested in the effects of cosmic radiation. It's kind of strange to believe that a particle, not, not just from the sun, but coming from some outer galaxies can actually punch a hole in an IGBT or SICK device. If you look at the performance of the SICK device compared with IGBTs, you'll see that silicon IGBTs have a slightly worse performance regarding failure in time per square centimeter than SICK devices. There's two reasons for that. First of all, the SICK MOSFET die is much smaller for the same power. And secondly, the voltage at which the failures start occurring is a little bit higher in SICK than in IGBT. So it depends a little bit on the voltage, but for the reference voltage is 650 volts and 1200 volt. SICK is definitely much better than IGBTs in this area. So cosmic radiation uh, seen for military and aerospace applications, again, very important for industrial and automotive too. Dilder, does gallium nitride play a role here? Yeah, absolutely, because you'll find that there are certain applications, uh, gallium nitride devices are used in satellites, and uh, on the cosmic radiation, or we call it a single event burnout, and the GAN doesn't suffer that particular mode of failure. What it means that the most of the derating for the silicon-based devices are 80%, which means that if you've got a 650-volt device, you can only run these devices at 520 volt, which is 80%. But on GAN, because of the absence of that particular failure mode, what it means you can actually use these GAN devices up to 650 volt, which is a significant benefit the uh, GAN devices. And in the radiation, or the cosmic radiation, which we call it single event burnout, uh, is GAN doesn't suffer on that one. Highly interesting aspect. Sounds very Star Trek to me. Either one case, SICK and GAN. Yeah, because the whole point of this single event burnout is the high energy particle actually, like a star, a shooting star is coming and entering into your device and making it fail. Well, the future is now, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Given lower system costs and higher energy efficiency, market growth for SICK and GAN seems unstoppable. Can you think of any domains where SIC and GAN components haven't been adopted yet, even though it would have made sense? What's in the future for SIC and GAN, John? If you look at where SIC has replaced products so far, you will see that it's replaced magnetics, right? So it's reducing the size of magnetics, effectively doing that. Where we see, uh, where I see a big future is in grid transformers. These are huge devices. They weigh a ton. They're very inefficient, running at 50 hertz. So if you could replace these with electronic transformers, you would have a much better system efficiency, much better reliability. And also, as they're electronic, you could also uh, provide additional grid stability. You'd be able to provide reactive power back into the grid with no problem. So I see this as one big area where these so-called medium voltage transformers 
will be replaced with electronic transformers. So I see that as a really uh, big growth area, especially as 1,700 volts, 3,300 volts, SIC becomes more widely used and more widely available. John, you mentioned how SIC has been in industrial applications for 10, maybe 15 years. Moving to gallium nitrite, Dilder, where is gallium nitrite moving in the future? Yeah, just one of the applications that gallium nitrate enable us is the AC to DC power supply, especially in the PFC stage, we call it power factor correction. In that stage, there is one topology called the totem pole, which wouldn't be possible with silicon because of the very high harmonic distortion. But in the power gain devices, if we use that one, you can use a very hard switch with a significantly lower component count. Say compared to a 10 semiconductor devices, you can actually only need to use four devices. So it's a significant component count reduction within that. And it also gives on the DC to DC the bidirectionability. So you can have the vehicle to grid, grid to vehicle. So all this flexibility that comes within the uh, power and devices, industrial automation, as I said, uh, robotics, more and more within the servo motor and the PV inverter. So all the traditional applications and beyond. So these are all areas, the power GAN devices, especially power GAN technology using silicon platform gives the scalability so that the more and more a fab, silicon-based fab can be used within the GAN. And so the volume is scaling. Our GAN devices has got a huge future prospect in volume growth. I find the present and especially your outlooks when it comes to the future for white band gap materials for SICK and GAN, very, very exciting. John Dilder, thank you for the insights that you've shared with us. I'd love to know when and how you developed your individual passion for technology. Please feel free to share your individual origin stories with us. How about you, John? Yeah, so I've been interested in uh, science and technology since I've been uh, quite young. And, you know, I studied electronics And why? Because that was kind of interesting. You know, now it's more than just being interesting. It's how that new technology can change the world. It's not just making interesting gadgets anymore, right? And this is what SICK is, and GAN as well, is doing. It's going to change the world. There's a lot of new and exciting applications and new challenges. So I'm personally proud to be part of the team driving these changes. I think that's great. Dilder, what do the origins of your passion for technology look like? Yeah, my, my passion actually started especially for the liking of the electronics. When I was almost about seven, eight years old, I was very early stage of my school. I started liking these electronic devices, especially the applications using electronics. Uh, it always fascinated me. So growing up, I decided to do my electrical and electronic engineering And then after graduation, I wanted to learn more and did my master's and went into PhD to learn about more and more about the semiconductor, learning from the silicon to right up to the wide band gap material during my PhD, obviously fascinated. And now within the industry, staying in the industry for last 25 years, carbon dioxide reduction, climate control, all this fascinates me how the electrification of the world can help in that regard. So that obviously is my passion. I guess there's little more an engineer, a geek at heart could ask for than to bridge the gap between, you know, personal passion for technology and saving humanity. 
Dear listeners, if you want to know more about SIG and GAN, visit ebv.com slash GAN dash SIG, that is ebv.com slash G-A-N dash S-I-C. Please feel free to subscribe to our podcast, Passion for Technology, on either Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any of the other popular podcasting platforms. Once more, Dilder, John, thank you very much for joining our episode. Thank you, Mustafa. Thank you very much, Mustafa.